Hello and welcome to Dovaco Podcast. I'm Jody Smallman and I'll be uh, your host today. We are continuing our series of employee spotlights and today we'll be talking with Ryan Chitty. How you doing, Ryan? Good, Jody. How are you? I'm good. So you're the newest employee at Dovaco. Yes. How does that make you feel? It's a little, it was a little intimidating at first, but, um, you know, everybody really, you know, they quickly take you into the family and you don't really feel like you're the underdog, I so guess. So how long have you been here for? I've been here for 11 months. And what are you doing here? I do IT and customer support. Okay. And uh, what do you get out of that? So, well... I went to college for cybersecurity and network administration, so that part of my job, I um, every day I'm learning, you know, different types of things whenever we're implementing things. So um, I get to do more research and grow my knowledge base. Uh, in customer support, I've been doing customer support for, you know, customer relations and stuff like that. Uh, that's been my job for five years. So I've been doing, you know, customer service and stuff like that. So that kind of tends to my job experience more than my education. So it's kind of a dream mix of two jobs that I'm really good at. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <clears throat> so uh, I know that uh, since you've been working here, I've learned a little bit about uh, who you are and the things that you like. And one of the things that kind of st stuck out for me was your passion for technology. Um, it was one of the things that, uh, that we felt came through whenever we were interviewing you for the position. So where does that, uh, passion for technology come for, come from, uh, like, I know that we often talk about cell phones and, uh, you know, who's got the better camera and who's got the better OS and who's <laughs> got the me. better screen. And it could be. We'll, we'll see. We'll see in uh, two weeks' time. <laughs> so where does that passion come from? Like, where did it all start? And, and uh, you know, how did you get so, you know, amped up about that? For sure. Um, my, my dad... Um, I grew up with him, and uh, he's always been into technology, having the newest and latest and greatest things. He, I remember one day when I was a kid, he'd come to me and show he before he'd build his you know Windows ninety five computer with like one gigabyte of RAM and you know Core two Duo or whatever that he'd he'd come he'd come get me and show me how to do it, and um, from then on, I'd I'd you know take on that passion from him and I'd. Uh, look into this stuff and learn from a very young age as to because in in that portion of the you know um the that era of computing um everything was still very um basic and it was still growing and i saw the potential of where the industry was going to go so i i don't know it just kind of grew from there and um i've always uh, tinkered with everything, like taking apart VCR players and seeing how they work and uh, various electronics when I was a kid. Like I, I, I never played with toys or anything like that. I wanted to get my hands on, you know, uh, a DVD player or, or some, some electronic that I can take apart and look at. Um, my mom would always get mad at me when I would take apart, you know, her electronics and she'd walk <laughs> into the living room and I'd have the, the DVD player in six separate pieces and she'd, you know, she'd scream, but it all went together back and it went back together and worked perfectly. So, yeah, I think that's a common thread with people that are in technology. They mm -hmm. like figuring out how things work. Yeah. Problem and, solving. Yeah. Problem solving. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a qualification uh, for the job that you're in. That's mm. that's uh, yeah. So I've been talking to a few other people, and uh, an interesting tidbit come up that I didn't know about you, and that was that you're a top-rated Google guide. <laughs> where did that come from, and how did you get like answer? I assume that you're on. You, you answer questions mm-hmm. about Moncton or yeah, yeah, something yeah. along those lines. Explain that to me a little bit. <laughs> well, um, I've been a Google guide for four and a half years now. Um, it's just something to do in my spare time to feel like I'm making a contribution to my community, really. Um, and, you know, whenever whenever you feel like scrolling Facebook or scrolling Twitter or scrolling Instagram, you just do this, You and it keeps your brain going. You know, it's like uh, places you've been, it just asks you simple questions, asks you to provide reviews, photos, stuff like that. So if I've been to a place and I'm on my phone anyway, and I'm going to be scrolling mindlessly, I might as well work my brain a little bit and help people, you know, if they're searching for something or they need an answer to a certain question about a certain place, why not help them, right? That's really cool. It's awesome that you, well, take pride in where you yeah, live yeah, yeah. too. That's exactly. a part of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if I can help new people to the city as much as I can, you know, that that's... Um, that that makes me feel good, you That's know. It, cool. it 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 comes from my love of customer service and helping people in general. You get any perks from that? Does no, nope. uh, no, nope. it's just just uh, a badge, just a badge. That's yep. very cool. Uh, so you recently graduated from college, right? Mm-hmm. Um, two years now. Two years. Okay. So how did you find the transition from you know? Y- college into the workforce and and ultimately into Dovaco. I thought that when school was over and you know my perspective might be a little skewed because you know 12 years of my 19 year life I've been learning um, so I don't know a lot about what it is to not learn but I've learned that you know life doesn't stop never stops teaching you you never stop learning mm-hmm. um, so the transition between college and and in the workforce and specifically Dovaco is that I, I haven't stopped learning this whole year. I learn every day, right? I don't know everything. I don't I I don't pretend to know everything. I commonly run into roadblocks and that's I feel like Dovaco's given me the the opportunity to take my time and research these so I can grow my knowledge base so I'll be better for the future, right? And I'm sure you don't know everything and you've been doing this for, you know, 25, 30 years. Well, our industry evolves so quickly. Exactly. Too. So, so, and there's, and there's always new things to learn. And that's, that's why, that's also a reason why I love this field so much is that you're never done. Like there's always going to be that new thing that you need to learn that new, you know, that new, um, encryption method, that new, that new piece of technology, that new operating system, it's all going to be new. And you never have to stop working your brain. You're always problem solving. You're always figuring things out. And for someone like me, it just keeps your brain busy and you're never just sitting around doing nothing. That's awesome. Uh, I feel the same way. Mm. It's, it's a ever evolving field and it keeps you on your toes. Sometimes it moves a little too quick, the older you get, uh, (laughs) And you, you got to stay up to date and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, put some effort into continuing to, to, to stay current with things. Exactly. The whole, whenever I started in this industry, we were on uh, f- 
you know, 2,800 baud modems. Uh, and the internet was brand new. So uh, for seeing f where it was to where it is now is just unbelievable cloud computing and mm -hmm. us moving into, you know, Amazon Web Services and those exactly. types of things. Uh, it's just, it's amazing how far it's come. And, you know, that's in a relatively short period of time. So, yeah, if you look, if you look at the grand scheme of things, right, I mean, we went from 2000, you know, well, ni 1970 years without any computing at all. Right. Right. And in the short 40 odd years that we've had computing, like from this office building sized NASA computers to something like the size that, that fits in your hand, that was the, <laughs> like the phone in your hand is more powerful than the computer that launched the first rocket yeah. for NASA. Isn't that insane? And now we're launching rockets into space and they're coming back down exactly. to Earth and landing. Yeah. <laughs> so and those are computers on board the spaceship. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, in these days you're asking your phone questions and it's telling you what the answers are, mm -hmm. which is, you know, Star Trek type exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we've come a long way. That's uh, super exciting. And, uh, you know, the future is going to be unbelievable i think with the with the technology and ai and all that stuff that's coming out so uh, uh another little tidbit of information that i got was uh that you're you're a gamer you're quite into gaming mm -hmm. and but one of the interesting things that i heard about this is that you used to stream pokemon so <laughs> where did that come from how how did you get into doing that? And I heard you were you got pretty successful with it yeah. there for a period of time. I I had about 150 concurrent viewers on my Pokemon streams. Um, <laughs> this was okay. This was when I was 14. Um, yeah, yeah, you're not that old. A, no, so. uh, <laughs> that was only five years ago. <laughs> um, well, like I I love the game, and it it was more so I wanted to get more of a community aspect out of playing a single player game and I, I i think i'm a pretty entertaining guy i can keep some people entertained while i play poco on um i don't know it was just it was something fun that i got to do um and then i kind of got off the pokemon trend and the, the reason of my popularity i like to think is because there wasn't a lot of people streaming the game right so a, a lot of people who can't afford the game or wanted to see um how the game is or participate in like pokemon giveaways and stuff like that we're all in there and there, everybody was really cool um it wasn't a very professional quality at all like it was my webcam pointed at my ds while i had it in my hand it wasn't like fancy screen capture or anything like that and what it made me realize um, was that you didn't need all that stuff to be successful, mm -hmm. right? You didn't need all the fancy tools um, to become a successful streamer or in, in general. Like, in, in, in this applies to any skill. You just needed to you start ne doing it. Exactly. Everything, everything starts with you. And if you can build it, the other stuff will come later, right? If, if I kept going, I could have bought a, a capture card. I could have bought a microphone or even a computer that didn't, you know, lag every time um, my stream viewership got too high. Mm -hmm. um, it just starts with you mm -hmm. and you got to move, you got to move on from there. But yeah, just take that first step. It doesn't matter what you have. Exactly. Or, or the tools that you have. Exactly. Um, I know I follow some YouTubers on YouTube. Mm -hmm. They have a million plus subscribers. They are still doing all of their videos with an iPhone. Exactly. Uh, they don't have the $2,000 DS 
DSLR mm-hmm. cameras with the special microphones and exactly. all that stuff. They're it's just, just using an iPhone. Yeah. That's it. And they're being very successful with it. So mm-hmm. it just, you know, you just got to put the put the effort into doing it and, exactly. and taking that first step and, and putting in the work to, to, to do something consistently. I didn't continue it because it takes... It takes a lot of time to be a successful successful on that platform. Like you need to stream for a long time out of the day. Mm-hmm. And I was in, like I was in grade nine, like almost grade ten, mm-hmm. and I had homework to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you basically had to stream like six or seven hours a day for it to be profitable or anything like that. Right. So, and when you miss a couple days in a row, you know your viewers just go somewhere else. Right. They they, they go see a different guy, and then they stick there. Like right. so, it. It, where I was in my life, I wasn't ready to like do it all the time. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I probably could have built something if I kept around, but but it was fun. You had a good. It was experience. fun. Yeah, yeah, it was fun when I did it, and I continued doing it even though my viewership dropped because I like didn't do it for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I continued doing it whenever I felt like it, and I had fun. Um, but I had other plans for my life. I didn't want to be a professional streamer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here at Dovico, there's a lot of people in the office that work out. And uh, one of the things that I recently seen popping up on your social media is some workouts that you've been mm-hmm. doing. Uh, so what's that all about? And, and what got you motivated to get to get working out? A, a, you know, I think probably about uh, a third or more, uh, probably even more, uh, probably the majority of the people that work at Dovico are physically active in one mm-hmm. way or the other. Um, so what motivated you to get to get? to start well one start posting this Mm -hmm. stuff and two you know to to begin with so since following a lot of people uh from dovico on social media is i've learned the power of influence and the power of helping others through social media right because i'd see these posts and I've ignored the fact that I haven't been in in control of my health for the last 18 years. I've just ignored it and was like, oh, it's, a, you know, it's life, whatever. I eat what I, I eat what I want and I eat when I want and I don't work out. Um, and I realized that this is the only, you know, shell my soul is going to, you know, keep into, right? This is the, I have to take care of what I have. Mm-hmm. Because, and I sit in an office all day. I'm not like, we. I don't work an active job. So uh, what really, and uh, one of our coworkers, Jeff, him completing that marathon and seeing what he does, it just made me want to take control of myself and better myself, right? Because mm-hmm. I can be as mentally fit as I want. I won't get to my perfect mental fitness unless I'm physically fit. That's at least for me. Like, I, I won't be there 100% until I can take control of my own body. So I have been going to the gym and working out. And I post my workouts on occasion because I want to help others I know who maybe can't find the motivation to go. And maybe I can be their motivation. And if I can't, that's okay. I'm not, you know, you're, that's some, some people don't get motivation like that. But I know that's how I got my motivation is being surrounded by others who do. So if I can help someone else, you know, motivate somebody else to go, like even one person, then every post that I make for the rest of my life will be worth it. Mm. I find that when the community, and I consider Dovico a part of my community, mm-hmm. uh, when the community is is doing something that you see a benefit from, then you actively want to take part in that. Exactly. Activity. Yeah. And 
I think everyone benefits from from people being healthy, especially in our in a work environment. Exactly, it has so many benefits, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's uh, I've worked out for a period of time, fell off the train, mm-hmm. got back on, fell off the train, got back on. Exactly, but it's as long as you get back on, that's all that matters. Everybody right. fails. Yeah, and. It's different parts of it's different times in your exactly. life where you you may not be uh, in the right space mm-hmm. uh, to or you fall off for some reason mm-hmm. and uh, you're right it's 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 just getting back on and and getting back on the horse and and continuing exactly. to to move forward with mm-hmm. it. It knowing it's okay to fail is like half the battle because. Mm-hmm. A lot of where people mess up in their workouts and stuff like that is when they don't go a day or they miss one of their days. And then they're super, super discouraged by it. And no, it's okay. And the excuses start to Exactly. It's like, oh, well, (laughs) I I didn't go because of this or I didn't go because of this. And then I can't go. Well, I might as well not go next time because I didn't go today. It's like, no, it's okay to not go. Right. It's okay to fail. Yeah. Just go back. Mm -hmm. Start. And oh, this is something I learned from Level Up. Uh, pretend like every day is day one. Yes. Work as hard as you did at your job on day one as today. Work as hard as you did at the gym on day one as today. And if you and if you miss tomorrow or you're not all there at work tomorrow, don't worry. Tomorrow's day one. Yeah. You just get back on the horse and work like it's day one. That's a great outlook towards life, life, life in, in general. general. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Live every day like it's day one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as as you know, I I dug into some of your passions. One of the I was going to leave this one till the till near the end of the podcast, and that's cars. Like mm-hmm. uh, you're very passionate about cars. Yeah. Uh, you talk about your you recently got a new car, mm-hmm. which is awesome, and you really like your car. Yeah, I do. And <laughs> so. Uh, you know where does that passion come from, and and explain how, you know what the, what do you get out of this? For me, um, I find technology and cars are very hand in hand. Um, I grew up wrenching on cars my whole life. I mean, my my dad always had a beater, and and we'd work on it together. And a lot of that stems from my from my parents, of course, because you 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 grow up learning what's around you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I'm not being teached this stuff. It's just, you know, my brain going, hey, I like this. I'm going to keep doing this. Um, so I've always had a passion for cars. Um, I know every in and out of them. Like I've built engines, take, take, taken them apart, rebuilt them. Um, so that that's kind of where that lies. And I've, and I've grew up wrenching on them my whole life um, until it was time for me to get my first car. And it was actually funny because I didn't get my license until I was 18 because I, because um, when I was 16, I could have, but I just didn't think I could do it. I, I, I didn't believe in myself mm-hmm. until college. And even then I didn't believe in myself. My friends had to get me to go, <laughs> even though I loved driving and I loved cars so much, I couldn't get myself to go get my license. Isn't that crazy? But it's all about self-realization. Um, and you basically did your license pretty much by yourself, right? Yeah. You had the car, but you didn't have the license exactly. yet. So yeah. you learned on your own and went to yep. went to driver's ed on mm-hmm. your own. And yep. I paid for all that. Yeah. So, 
you know, like, and I was I was working here when I paid for it, right? Mm-hmm. It, like it was all me. I I chose to do it on myself, and that and that initiative was scary. It was a lot of money. It was like a thousand dollars to to do driver's ed, but um, I really wanted to drive. Like I I love doing <laughs> it, and I knew it would make my life ten times better, especially now that I'm in my own place with my girlfriend, and I need to get us around instead of taking the bus every day, right. especially in Moncton where our public transit is. <laughs> Yeah, we could we could use some help there. Yeah, <laughs> but we and we are a small city, so I know yeah. it's tough for the city exactly. to, to get funding, have and stuff the like best that. transportation. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but you definitely need a car in Moncton if you want to get around. Right. Yeah. Efficient. So I I did that and um, I bought a 2006 Cobalt, which was my first car legally, um, and. Um, that was good for about five months. <laughs> it needed repairs, and I was like, oh, my God. So I just bought a new car, yeah. which was a 2020 Hyundai Veloster, um, and it's, it's it's performed very well. I've got 3,600 kilometers on it now in about a month and a half, which is quite a bit, um, but I've been driving it. It's I'm still in the honeymoon phase. so. And you're customizing it a little bit to make I, it yours? I am. You know, some some stickers, some some other stuff, you know, headlight tint. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So we're getting near the end of the podcast here. And I don't know if you've ever heard of the actor studio. No. No. So at the end of the actor studio, he, it's James Lipton. Mm -hmm. He, He invites actors on. He interviews them in front of a class that's taking acting classes. And at the end of the interview, he asks them 10 questions, right? So... I always loved the questions. I always wanted the opportunity to ask some of the questions. And so I'm going to ask these 10 questions to you. I think anyone who's probably my age would have 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 seen these or heard these questions mm-hmm. before. And they really come from from a they're famous questions even before James Lipton there was a French series mm-hmm. and he always finished finished his interviews with the similar questions. So okay. uh, I'll ask, you answer, and we'll uh, wrap this up. Sounds good. So what is your favorite word? Oh, my favorite word. This one's a thinker. Are these all thinkers? Oh. My favorite word has to be progression. What is that? Progression? Oh, progression. Yeah, okay. Progression. All right. I get it. Uh, what is your least favorite word? My least favorite word. I don't like no. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? I was worried about that question for a second, and then you got to the second part. Um <laughs> Creative? Can you say it again? Creatively. What turns you on? Create creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? I think having complete control of myself. What turns you off? I think the thing that most 
turns me off is I have a really hard time getting over roadblocks sometimes. So the, that can kind of be a, a killer to my to my mood. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite curse word? I, <laughs> I my favorite curse word has to be. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of the one I say in traffic. <laughs> I like. Uh, I like. F- <laughs> okay. What is what sound or noise do you love? Sound or noise. I like the the sound of my car starting. And what sound or noise do you hate? Hmm. Police sirens. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Mechanic, for sure. Or RCMP officer. Then I wouldn't hate sirens. (laughs) Uh, What profession would you not like to do? I don't think I'd really be into cooking, like being a chef. I'd be I'd be really bad at that. <laughs> and finally, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? That I made a difference. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. Uh, so... Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, I think you, we're done for the podcast interview. It was great having you on. Happy podcasting. Happy podcasting to you. You've just listened to Dovaco Podcast. Subscribe today on iTunes or Google Play and catch our next episode.